Hello, hello, and welcome to the Neil World Order podcast. Coming to you on a lovely Saturday night here in uh, Wisconsin. Not even really sure what time it is. Oh, it's 10.30. So a little earlier uh, than we sometimes go on the air. Um, busy uh, day today. We did some more work in my uh, in the basement man cave here. I know I talk about it all the time. I actually built a light fixture today with a little help from my wife. Um, it was kind of cool. I was kind of impressed at it all. Uh, I bought a fixture from somebody on Facebook Marketplace with the intention of taking it apart and kind of making what I wanted using uh, some wood I had left from some of the construction in the bar area. And we got it together, wired it up. It actually worked the first time, and it's working right now. I had to order some bulbs so it kind of has like that cool amber Edison look. It's kind of more of a mood piece just kind of hanging over the bar. Uh, I posted a picture on social media today. Um, it'll look cooler once the uh, bulbs come in. But uh, yeah, that's kind of, you know, working, cleaning down here and wrap, trying to trying to get this project wrapped up. Uh, my wife actually kicked some ass today. We have this home gym that we've had forever. You know, like one of those like stack ones that has like the weight in the back and you can do like butterflies, benches, all this stuff. And yeah, we could probably use it. And I got a sweet deal on it back in the day when I worked for MC Sports. And uh, it, it honestly is honest. Just sat down here, collected dust, uh, had stuff hung on it. Uh, we've kicked the base of it probably countless times moving around here. And I don't think we really realized how much space it actually took up till we uh, moved it. We thought it was going to be like this huge, at least I did, this huge undertaking getting it, getting it out of here. And my wife was like, no, I think if I just do this, she's really good at tinkering with things and taking things apart, putting them back together. That's not my wheelhouse at all. <clears throat> so she, you know, Really, the only weight to it is the actual weights. So she, you know, got the back undone to her, got the weights out, and we actually got it up and out of the basement, which I think will make it easier to sell. Uh, we had a lot of people looking at it at a price we'd originally listed it at, but that involved them taking it apart, so they were getting a better deal. Now I'm like, okay, this is easy, and we've moved it out of the basement. Somebody's going to pay more for this. So uh, we'll see what happens there, but it did open a nice portion of space down here. Um, things, uh, yeah, moving along down here. Crazy thing is uh, when I uh, started preparing this episode, I, I was thinking we'd be post-Super Bowl. But uh, clearly Super Bowl is tomorrow at uh, 5.30, in case anyone forgot. It's kind of like one of those things, isn't it? Like if your team's not in it or you don't have any skin in the game. I mean, every I, I think everybody kind of watches. But, uh, I mean, there's only been, honestly, a handful of years. Like, I remember years ago when the Giants played the Ravens. Like, I didn't give a shit. We lived in Florida. I think we even had a Super Bowl par party. Um, and it, it was probably one of the worst Super Bowls ever. Um, and then maybe it's a Ravens thing. I remember a couple of years ago when Kaepernick and the 49ers played the Ravens. Another boring-ass Super Bowl. Um, you know, so there was that. And then, I don't know, what didn't it, the Chief, the one the Chiefs won a handful of years ago where Shakira and J-Lo were the halftime show. That was a boring-ass game. But <clears throat> then you had what? The year Seattle just mopped the floor with Denver, and the game was pretty much over in the first quarter. That was, yeah. 
But, uh, you know, my prediction still stands. I think Eagles win by 20. Mark that. Uh, I'm sure I'll get tons of shit if they lose because that's all I've said for, like, weeks. And I'm not an Eagles fan. I just, like, they look good. They look way better. Kansas City has a good offense, but it's easy to throw and dominate and do all this stuff when you don't have 20 guys on top of you. And I don't see any team able to stop the pass rush coming from the Eagles. And the Eagles don't even have to throw the ball. They just beat you to death, offensive line, defensive line, and run the ball down your throat. So I, th- I my gut says Kansas City's in for a long night, but who knows? I mean, Super Bowl, it all depends what the NFL script says, right? Uh, so... <clears throat> Obviously, last week's episode was a bit of an adventure. I apologize if it was a bit sloppy. Um, obviously, I was wasted. Um, I listened to half of it, though, and honestly, I, I thought it was good. I mean, no worse than usual. But just wanted to, if anyone thought, wow, this is kind of, it was kind of a crazy thing because, like, I did the episode you know, and I told myself, okay, I'm just going to focus for like 35 minutes. I can get through this. And I, I was, you know, and I, I don't get shit-faced. Um, we did a lot of bourbon sampling, and um, it kind of got me there. So, like, I remember kind of starting the episode doing it, and then there's furniture down here, like a whole sitting area, and there's a couch a little over to my left. At some point, it was like 3 a.m., and I'm like, whoa, I'm on the couch. And I felt kind of, I had kind of had the, that little bit of the spins, but not, you know, and I was like, I'm going to go upstairs and drink some water, you know, and I was like, man, I don't remember finishing the podcast or uploading it or, you know, I was like, whatever, I'll, I'll deal with it in the morning. And um, so I went upstairs, power chugged uh, some water, took some aspirin, didn't have a headache, didn't feel hungover, and then kind of made my way, you know, I thought, okay, the spins sometimes are followed by some... Uh, vomiting and like I said I don't usually I'm a master of knowing when to cut myself off and then how to take care of myself after the uh drinking process so I went to the couch in the living room and apparently fell asleep there with a blanket and apparently it was really cold when my wife came down about 5 30 and was like what are you doing and I was like uh I don't know I'm cold and then so I went upstairs and went to bed or got in the bed and probably slept till about nine and then, I, honestly, it was fine. I wouldn't say I was hungover at all. I uh, was a little tired, I think, because I'd slept in three, you know, three different locations. The first two, probably not the best suited for uh, my sleeping. But, anyways, if last week's episode was the first one you've ever listened to, I apologize if you're like, "What the hell is this?" But, uh, <clears throat> so staying on the, staying on this topic of whiskey and drinking. Um, I, I, I kind of spoke on this last week, but, um, you know, since we've been, since I've been doing the podcast and we're doing the basement and bar and stuff, I've definitely kind of been on this whiskey bourbon kick. Um, you know, I, I, I didn't know if this was something I kind of grew into or if my, my taste just changed, but, but I really enjoy a glass of bourbon now. I, I really do. I'm actually drinking, uh, Woodford Reserve Kentucky Street Bourbon. It is a good 90 proof uh, bourbon. Uh, it's not the double oaked. Uh, I grabbed this just to try it. Uh, it smells amazing. It tastes great. And um, 
but yeah, you know, I, I'm really liking trying all these new whiskeys and, and it seems like the whole bourbon thing now is kind of like, a, there's like this whole bourbon whiskey culture going on out there. And I'll be honest, I, I drink whiskey because it makes me feel good. I generally have one glass of whiskey a week and that's when I'm doing this. I, I don't drink through the week, you know, on school nights. Um, I don't usually get stupid. I think I'm too much of a control freak and I kind of look at it as if I, I, I'm I, I'm stingy with time. Like if I get crap, like just wasted or annihilated, well, I know I'm going to lose the next day and I don't like to do that, you know, and it's when you're when you were single and back in the day, yeah, that was easy because people didn't count on you. You didn't have responsibilities. But as you become an adult and you're married and you have family, you're kind of like, okay, I gotta can't do this, you know. Aside from last weekend, obviously, but like I said, I usually just have my one glass when I'm hanging out with you guys. But um, so over the past year, I've kind of been branching out into new bourbons, you know, and kind of expanded my collection. I mean, one, it looks really cool on the shelves. Makes people think I'm all sophisticated. I'm just kidding. No, it doesn't. You know, and it started with my old smoky whiskeys, which I, I still love those. I love the salt, the salted watermelon, the salted caramel. I, I think I'm out of all those. I have like over there on the shelf a couple bottles of um, strawberry lemonade, uh, old smoky's actual blended whiskey, uh, the cinnamon whiskey, which is kind of like their take on Fireball, and I think it's actually better. And um, I, I will always love my Old Smoky whiskeys. You know, those are 60 proof, uh, kind of simple, you know, not just a little something to drink some whiskey, chill out and, you know, whatever. It's not going to break the bank. They've, you know, anywhere from 17 to $25 a bottle. You know, and I like to kind of talk about what I'm drinking every week. I think it's kind of cool, you know, and I, I'm, I, I look at it this way. I'm fortunate to have a wife that uh, allows me to collect these bourbons or they're not really collecting because I actually drink them. But uh, with that on top of my WWE figure collection and my jerseys, um, you know, bourbon prices can get crazy. You know, if, if you're into bourbon, you know what I'm talking about, especially I think in the last two years or maybe, you know, when certain things started to explode, you know, and, and the whole whiskey culture has, it's kind of made certain things way harder to find and in a lot of places, it's really drove up the price. I mean, just like the cost of every everything is through the roof. The, you know, this is the same thing. I don't know, maybe people during COVID, everyone just sat around and drank whiskey. You know, you could take a bottle of something as simple as Buffalo Trace. Uh, and, a, you know, a handful of years ago, a bottle of Buffalo Trace, 18 to $23 a bottle. You know, now you're looking at 30 to 40 And don't get me wrong, it's good stuff. You know, it's not $40 whiskey. Um, I think I paid like 26 and 30 for the bottles I have. I wanted them. It's hard to find. At least it is here. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, I love it, and I'll be very happy when the price starts to come down. It's one of those ones that, like, you know, I, I could honestly just drink Buffalo Trace every time I drink it and be fine. But it's like, okay, it's a little harder to get, so I'm not going to, you know, run through it. <clears throat> but, you know, if you stay in the Buffalo Trace family line, um, they have their Weller's line of whiskey, which after Yellowstone featured it, this shit is impossible to find. I actually got my hands on a bottle of Weller 12-year uh, at a liquor store the other day. I saw the bottle before I looked at any of the shelf. It, it's anywhere from a 45 to $60 MSRP bottle retail. And I was, I was like, oh, cool. I grab it and I look at the shelf price. This shit is $300. 
And I'm like, that's crazy. One, I'm like, okay, Neil, do not drop this and break this because $300 for a bottle of whiskey is insane. Your wife's going to kill you. You know, same thing uh, with Blanton's, the, your E.H. Taylor. And I actually was lucky enough to get my hands on uh, those. My wife hooked me up with a friend of hers who actually... I got the E.H. Taylor at MSRP because that's what he had paid for it. I drank that a few episodes back. And great whiskey, uh, really cool. You know, and all of those are kind of in the Buffalo Trace uh, family. And cool thing about there, too, uh, they actually do free tours at the Buffalo Trace Distillery. Uh, Brandon and I talked about going this summer. You have to, you can, you can only schedule, though, a month before you're going to be there. So, like, I couldn't schedule now for the summer or whatever. And then, like, 30 minutes before they open for the day, they release which uh, of their line they're going to feature, you know, and then you can purchase it. You are able to purchase these at MSRP. I'm sure there's a limit, so you can't go in there and buy 10 cases of Blanton's or Eagle Rare or whatever. <clears throat> but uh, it seems like a cool thing to do. Well, I hear there's people hanging out trying to buy the bottles from you after you come out. You know, and a lot of people buy stuff just to resell it. I mean, they have their Pappy Van Winkle, the Rip Van Winkle. And you five people selling a bottle of Pappy Van Winkle for, like, five grand. Like, that's crazy. But, um, yeah, you know, and I've been reading articles and watching videos, kind of people giving their own. There's, like, this whole whiskey TikTok thing. Giving their own recommendations on what they like, what they don't like. Um, you know, they kind of give you an idea of what, fair prices are and some of the best retailers as far as nationwide retailers to find product at i was actually pretty uh disappointed i went into a uh, uh, total wine a few weeks ago man they didn't have anything they had the best prices i'd seen on old smoky which they had a sign that kind of said that and you know it was everything was like 16 dollars a bottle and i was like okay that's way better because i know when you go to gatlinburg they charge you 25 bucks a bottle i'm like that's a it's robbery. You know, I'll only buy the stuff there that I can't get at our stores here, which is usually something new they've released or, you know, whatever. When they bring out the new stuff, they don't make it, they don't allocate it nationwide yet. And it just kind of is only available, you know, to get people to come through the doors, their doors, which I love doing the tastings. I always buy stuff, um, usually too much. But, um, yeah, if you, if bourbon's your thing, check out, uh, like I said, there's like there's Facebook groups, there's cool articles about it. As far you know, I watch a lot of the things on TikTok, and I, I find it I find it cool. You know, it, it's been something you know you talk to people, kind of share your opinions, and they say, oh, if you like this, you try this. You know, and it kind of just points you in the direction, so you don't go buy a bottle of stuff that um, you know you don't like, or you know you know your taste. There's people, some people out there think it all tastes and smell the same. You know, there's different ways to drink it. I generally like mine with um, with a little bit of ice. Uh, you know, I don't. It's I don't know. I, some people say it dilutes it. They say the ice, you know, changes the flavor, and it probably does. Um, you know, then you have like the Glen Karen glasses, which I bought some. I've yet to use them. I usually just use my little uh, rocks glasses. But you know, and I know I mentioned last week, I assume I did, in my state about we're in the early stages of doing the bourbon, like the Neil World Order bourbon sessions. I don't really know what we're going to call it. Uh, that's that's a tentative title. Actually slated 
every I talked to Brandon next Saturday would be the first episode. Um, four guys sitting around drinking, you know, we'll feature a bourbon, we'll drink it, we'll just bullshit, and we'll see where it goes. You know, it'll either be great or it'll be, could be like when I first started this, you know, and I haven't hawed through the first couple episodes till I really found a groove. Just kidding, I still suck. But, uh, yeah, so the whiskey sessions are coming. It will be its own separate thing from this. Um, you know, I will just probably promote it just because, hey, I've got this slew of listeners here. Why not give people something different and throw something different out there? And I, I'm ex- I'm excited for it and nervous at the same time because I'm like, okay, it could be a train wreck, could be great. You know, it, it's drinking alcohol, you know, drinking some whiskey, so that's always a, a fun thing. But... uh yeah, so stay tuned for that. Uh, like I said, everything goes according to plan. Next Saturday, the 18th, we'll be recording the first episode and putting it out there for you guys to see if uh, who likes it, who doesn't. Um, and we'll go from there. <laughs> Great segue we're about to go into here, though. Um, so what goes better than talk <laughs> with drinking and talking about drinking than healthy lifestyles? I'm I'm being serious, though. Uh, I've devoted a lot of time and put a lot of work into creating, like, a healthy mind and mental health, I think, over the last year. And with that, you know, I've decided I made the choice to put that same energy into my physical wellness. Um, I don't think this whiskey is deteriorating, taking away from that or whatever. But this is something, honestly, I, I feel I probably should have focused on years ago. But I think I kind of had to get in the right place mentally to kind of tackle physical health. Um, You know, when you think physical health, you think diet, exercise. And, you know, it can become overwhelming. You can think of all the, you know, depending on who you are, you think of all the times maybe you've tried and not been successful or things didn't work. You didn't get the results you want. Um, And I'm not here to sell you on any kind of program. I'm kind of just doing my own thing, my wife and I. But... um, you know, obviously I'm sitting here drinking a glass of whiskey, but the irony of that is a lot of research says that a glass of bourbon in moderation is actually great for your heart. And I always have a good heart when I go to the doctor for my checkups and stuff like that. So anyways, I I feel like I got to a point where I was just tired of feeling like garbage physically, you know, and, and I I kind of relate it to when, when I hit a wall mentally and realized Something had to change, you know, that, that, that's how it got for me physically. And, you know, like things hurt or I know things that are, seem strenuous that shouldn't be strenuous, you know, and you, I'll be, I'm not getting any younger, you know, I'm 47 years old and, and I've always been good at goals. Like the issue for me has been changing the whole lifestyle. Like if you say, like I say, oh, I'm going to drop 50 pounds. Yeah, I'll drop 50 pounds. But then, like, I feel like in the past I've hit that goal and been like, bam, did what I was supposed to, you know, and then you, like, forget about it. You don't, it's not maintaining and continuing that. And, you know, I I need to change my lifestyle as far as diet, exercise. And I feel like getting my head right was very instrumental in making this something that I'm fully going to take on. So, obviously, I'm sure you're going to hear stories about new foods I've tried, uh, for instance, this past week, I actually ate cauliflower rice with shredded chicken the other day. Um, 
I'll be honest, I fucking hate cauliflower. I hate the smell. I any any interaction with cauliflower in my life up until the other day had been negative did not say enough. But uh, a little bit of buffalo sauce and the shredded chicken, and, and it honestly worked just right. And it wasn't one of those things that I just made myself eat, because sometimes I do that, because I know, okay, you know, it, it's training yourself. Yeah, it's not a big slice of stuffed crust pepperoni pizza, you know, but that shit's killing you. And so um, I ate it, and it it was good. I actually had two helpings, you know, which to me was good. Uh, I felt full, and... I, I'm, and to be, it's a huge victory for me because I'm a, I'm a terrible eater. Uh, seriously, between pizza, fries, and just eating way more than I should every time I have a meal, I, I think I've severely, severely neglected my physical health for too long. You know, and I'm very hopeful and optimistic that with some, with some work, because I know this will be work that overall I'll feel better soon, um, I, you know, we've exercised, I think, every day but Friday, whether it was, you know, yoga, um, just some, I don't know, light aerobic walk inside, you know, I don't know, exercise things we've done, you know, generally anything from 20 to 30 minutes, we took, walked a mile or so outside, you know, and it's been cutting out all the bad things, you know, the empty calories, the junk, and just trying to continue to do things to make make you feel well. You know, I don't want my knees to hurt. I don't want my back to hurt. I don't want it to be like I'm dying every time I get on the ground and have to get up. You know, it, obviously everything hurts as you get older anyways. But, you know, I, I've always been a person who, you know, I've never been limber. Even when I was a 160-pound athlete in high school, I was not limber. I was always very tight. I think I neglected stretching. I was never very good at stretching. And so like, I actually enjoy the yoga. There's some pain to it, you know, because you're, you're trying to work things out and get things loose in the way they're supposed to be. But like my back always feels amazing afterwards. And, and I'm very grateful for that. So I'm hoping, you know, we, we stay on this path. I, we're going to stay on this path. I'm not hoping we do, and it's going to build and see results. And, you know, if I can get my physical, feel as well about my physical health as I do my mental health, I'm like, I'll really be in a in a great place. And I think that's it's what we should all want for each other, you know. But like, you, like I said, it took me getting one thing right because – you know, the diets, and I've tried things over the years, and, and I do a little of this, and it's it's been long-term, you know, staying committed, finding the time, you know, because we're always like, oh, you don't have the time, I don't have the time to exercise, you know, I'll be the first one to say it, oh, I'd, I, I'd go to the gym, but when, where, I'm not going to get up any earlier, because I love my sleeping, you know, certain days I can't go after work, because I got to go home, I got the dogs, you know, I got stuff to do. So I think it becomes one of those things where you just have to tell yourself, hey, I'm going to do this. And I think that this is the point where I got, and I think part of it too is like, you know, I really want to do this for my wife. I feel like this is something she's always put a lot, when she eats bad, it's my fault. Like I said, I'm picky. I like what I like. I've never been very open to expanding my my palate as as far as things I'll try. And I feel like now it's just like, you know, I, I need to do it. And I, and I think besides needing to do it, I want to do it. 
And I think maybe in the past, it was never the want. It was just the need. Hey, I know I should do this, but I didn't want to. And I was like, oh, you know, you just tell yourself, oh, you'll do it. It'll be fine, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I really want to do this. I want results. I want to feel better, you know. And I, I want to be able to enjoy my life 20 years from now, you know, 10 years from now. And not, you know, I tell myself, okay, if it hurts like this at 47, what's it going to feel like at 57? You know, if I live that long. I mean, every day is a gift, so, you know, you should try to be the best version of yourself every day, and if I'm not doing that, then I feel like I, I'm, I'm wasting my time, so that's the plan. Um, I'll keep you guys posted on results and how things are going with that. I don't want this to turn into, like, Richard Simmons' podcast. <laughs> Anyways, <clears throat> but that's, yeah, that that's the whole thing on that. So, I guess last week was the Grammy. I don't, I don't watch award shows. Um, honestly, can't tell you. The, I'll sometimes watch the country ones. Um, you know, because there's so many performances on those, it's actually nice. But uh, I honestly can't tell you the last time I did or even really paid attention to just a general award show. Like Oscars, Emmy, Golden Globe, MTV, whatever. I, I, I just don't care. But... Uh, Apparently, last week's Grammys were, like, all the water cooler talk uh, from, you know, people heckling Harry Styles because I, apparently he won Best Album over Beyonce. And this may come off strange to people, but his politics aside and some of his weirdness, I personally think Harry Styles is a very talented artist. Um, I enjoy his music a lot. Um you know, I, I think he's quite original. I think he brings something different to the table. I think he kind of sometimes reminds me of that, like, somewhat connection to, like, 70s Elton John and, like, you know, mixed with modern pop. And I feel like that's something that that's a hard thing to do. And I feel like it takes a brave artist to do that. You know, and on top of that, I, I've read nothing but good things about him from uh, fans and people who've interacted with him, you know, uh, as far as you know, just like stuff you see on TikTok or on Facebook, little news stories that, you know, in articles or whatever. And I remember like one such story I recall. There was this girl, she was uh, walking her dog to go pick up her pizza in New York. And uh, when she got to the restaurant, they wouldn't allow the dog. And most restaurants don't allow animals in. So she just, there was this guy walking by. And she just asked this guy walking, he said, could you please just hold my dog? On the, and pretty much handed the dog leash to him with, you know, before he'd even had a chance to answer. And just said, just for a moment. So, she, so she goes in, gets her food. And upon exiting the shop, she realized that the nice guy who had obliged to hold the dog was none other than Harry Styles. Um, who, when she came out, was actually squatting down, petting and playing with the dog. Um, you know, she's talked about how she was embarrassed, uh, but Styles had thought nothing of it. He even smiled for a picture with her and the dog. And, you know, like I said, I've read other stories like that. Uh, my daughter actually saw him in concert. I saw some of the videos. Uh, I thought his interactions with the fans were, you know, pleasant, and he seemed sincere. You know, and like I said, on top of it, the guy's immensely talented. Yes, is he a little weird? You know, but I think... Sometimes with talent comes weirdness. I mean, look at Madonna now. She looks like Rocky Dennis, who um, is Scott's long-lost twin brother. But anyways, you know, so people are heckling this guy because he beat out Beyonce. Now, if you look, and uh, this is one of the things I've never understood with 
Beyonce and her people who just have their fandom of Beyonce's. Beyonce's a total fraud. Like, she's just overproduced, Tina Turner ripoff. You know, and we kind of, I always laugh when you kind of hear this thing, you know, Queen Bee and woman empowerment, and, you know, and she had that song, Girls Run the World and all this. Okay, but she doesn't walk the walk, does she? I mean, she married a guy who earns triple what she earns, and he's pretty much bank the bankroll. Um, you know, and she, you know, Miss Queen Bee to the left, to the left, I can get another you in a minute, has stayed when her husband through, stayed with him through multiple cheating scandals, which, you know, tabloids everywhere, you're embarrassed, you know, how it makes you look. She even released, I think, an album about it, which, I mean, ultimately just exploited herself, of all people. You know, and I'm like, okay, so people are hating on Harry Styles, you know, and we put Beyonce, I don't, but they put Beyonce on this pedestal. I'm like, for what? Like, it's, you know, it's not my thing, but, like, at least, you know, you have one of these things that's original and the other one is just, it's it, it's just an image. Like, it's just, she's Millie Vanilli with the actual singing. Something that was created, put out there, and like, hey, we're going to polish this up. Like, she's not even as talented as Taylor Swift, you know. And I'm not a huge Taylor Swift fan, but I can appreciate some of the, you know, her artistry or whatever. But, yeah, so that was one part of the Grammys. And then, of course, there was the uh, whole Sam Smith performance of Unholy. Uh, Smith uh, was dressed like a fat Lucifer he paraded her all around the Grammy stage surrounded by other people dressed like demons. And I believe there was some trans artist on backup vocals all while doing this dark interpretation of the song. You know, and when I look at it, the, the red, dark, black fire imagery, it, it kind of looks like a lot of other performances we've seen through the years. I mean, what, I think they said The weekend had done something like this. Little Nas act. I, I don't even know all these people's names because I don't really listen to the radio. I literally listen to my Apple Music and the satellite radio that my wife got me. And it's usually like the highway, Yacht Rock, or like Lithium. So like no one could be more out of touch with uh, maybe current music than me. I mean, obviously I've checked out Harry Styles. But... um you know, and so everyone was just like, oh, it's, they're throwing the sat- satanic thing in our face and the, you know, the Hollywood satanic pedophile cult. And, you know, and here, here's, and I, I see the connection to all that. You know, and here's the, the real kicker. It's like at the end of his performance, like, it's like, I don't know, it says the performance of the Grammys are sponsored by Pfizer and a Pfizer logo appears on the screen and it's like okay you're either like just taunting the people who you know we all go down that rabbit hole i mean but by we i mean people who actually listen to this and you know maybe other people don't about you know the the dark side of the things the the fakeness of the world and how there's so many props but i'm like okay so you throw that right up so they're either really bold they're taunting you. They just don't give a fuck anymore, which I think you know, sometimes I look at the government and they're like, they don't even try to lie anymore because people just don't care. They're too dumb to see it. 
And uh, so it's like, wow, you know, they're just showing their true colors and maybe not even trying to hide it. Or maybe it's nothing. You know, maybe it's just an artist performing something, you know, in, in bad taste. Maybe he's doing it just to get a rise out of people. You know, he knew there would be all this blowback, you know. And ultimately, it's for, for publicity, right? Because there's really no such thing as bad publicity. Look at Kim Kardashian. Without Ray J spooging all over her back, none of us know who she is right now. Um, you know, and S- Smith's performance had everybody talking for the most part. You know, it was on all over social media, you know, conservative people talking about it, uh, you know, and everyone trying to dissect each you know, I don't know, every minute of the performance. And even if people are talking about you for the wrong reasons, attention is attention. You know, and I, I'm no fan of Smith. Actually, I think his music is complete shit. I think he sucks. I just, I, from his first slow song where he moaned and groaned, and I just, I, I don't fucking like the guy. Um, but I recall back in the, you know, in the Marilyn Manson episode where we talked about that, you know, him being referred to for some performances in the same way, you know, some of the things Manson did. And, you know, with Manson, it, it, it was theater, you know, it, it's just for show. It's, it's, it's shock value. It's, it's part of the act. But like there were people that, that wouldn't believe that and thought, oh, he wants to get all these kids to kill themselves and cut themselves and sacrifice and worship the devil and shoot up school and like it was all nonsense you know like people just sometimes want to want to label something or say and I'm not saying I'm not advocating Smith's performance I'm just saying like you know we didn't think Manson was part of at least I didn't some satanic pedophile culture in Hollywood you know and maybe we didn't know what we know now then, and, you know, it's a different world, you know, and, and like I said, the world is way different now than it was in the 90s, and I, and I hate, like I said, I hate to come off like I'm defending Smith, but maybe we're just reading too much into this, like maybe we just are looking for something to piss and moan about, which is, it's almost something like what the liberals do, um, you know, it's almost like people were triggered, you know, and maybe... Or maybe there's just so much of this excess things in Hollywood that maybe I'm desensitized to caring because I'm like, whatever, you know, it's status quo, it's same old shit, blah, blah, blah. Who knows? Maybe, like I said, it's left. I'm not telling anyone how to think. I'm just giving you some perspective. You know, if you're grossly offended by it and think it means this, you're entitled to feel that way. You know, obviously, I don't get offended by things, but, you know, I look at things subjectively and I'm like, mm, okay, I, I can see where you're coming from. But I also look at, okay, if the devil was going to lead the charge and trying to corrupt people, would he really pick Sam Smith? I mean, there's probably better people out there that could reach a wider audience, you know, and you would think, okay, you know, Satan would probably have better choice of music, but what do I know? I mean, if anyone's talked to him, maybe let me know. So staying on the whole music thing, uh, this week's song choice was Damn It Feels Good to Be a Gangsta by the Ghetto Boys. I fucking love this song. If you don't love this song, I don't know, it, 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 it's a whole mood. Um, I'm sure most of you that that know the song recall it. It was in the movie Office Space, which is seriously one. We could do a whole episode on Office Space, I think. 
it's seriously one of the greatest movies of all time, and it doesn't get the love it deserves, I think. And, you know, I'll be honest, I remember when it first came out, and I went and saw it because Mike Judge wrote and directed or whatever, you know, and obviously, maybe for those who don't know, Mike Judge, Beavis and Butthead, King of the Hill, uh, a bunch of other stuff since then, but I was like, oh, it's going to be so fun. I fucking love Beavis and Butthead, which there's new episodes of Beavis and Butthead if you have the Paramount, Paramount Plus, and they're freaking hilarious. Like, it's, they, they've adapted it to current time. It's, it's brilliant. Um, you know, it's brilliant as Beavis and Butthead gets. Um, I remember being able to watch the same episode and laugh at all. Me and my buddy Keith used to watch the shit out of Beavis and Butthead. And I, I just, it seems like sometimes at night MTV would just show like four hours of Beavis and Butthead and we'd just watch it. You know, you were eating your Domino's, drinking some beer, whatever, just chilling out watching Beavis and Butthead, all the guys sitting around. But yeah, you know, maybe at that time, so when I first saw Office, I didn't like it. You know, when it was released. And I'm guessing at that time I was too young to understand the, the true brilliance of the film. And, you know, it kind of catered to that 9 to 5 working aspect. An environment and maybe like a lifestyle I, I had yet to be a part of. You know, years later, I remember I worked in a sea of cubicles at the Golf Channel. And the office structure of that movie and just... A lot of the characters made way more sense, you know. So if if by some odd chance you have never seen the movie Office Space, it's probably playing on Comedy Central right now. You definitely need to check it out. I honestly can't believe there's people out there that haven't seen Office Space. But maybe there is, you know. I've never seen all the Lord of the Rings movies, so people seem blown away by that. I've never seen Avatar, and I don't plan on ever seeing Avatar. But, um, yeah... You know, so going back to, like, the Ghetto Boys, this is just, like, one of those songs that just, it just makes me happy. You know, I kind of sing, rap along with it every time. You know, and it, it puts me in a good mood. Um, I think the first time I ever really heard the Ghetto Boys was back in high school. Um, they had this song, My Mind's Playing Tricks on Me. I think there was kind of, like, this horror rap thing that was, like, a thing for a little bit. I remember, like, me and my buddy, uh, Booger, Jason Rogers, Keith, like, the whole crew I ran with back in the day, we'd just be driving, or lo- driving around rapping to the song and just, you know, and my mind playing tricks on me is way darker than, uh, damn, it feels good to be a gangster, but they're both amazing in their own right. <clears throat> you know, the Ghetto Boys don't have a huge catalog of stuff I listen to. I didn't go do this deep dive on them like sometimes I do with a lot of artists. Sometimes I just like want you to listen to a song and be like, man, I hope you love this song like I love this song. Um, you know, and honestly, I was thinking, I was like, I don't feel like at times I show a lot of love to rap and hip-hop on here. And I actually love rap and hip-hop. For a long part of my life, like it was rap. Like that was all I listened to, like... You know, and and it's more old school stuff for me. Like I love Pac, Biggie, N.W.A., Eric B. and Rakim, Third Base. But um, seriously, go listen to the Ghetto Boys. Listen to Damn It Feels Good to Be a Gangster. If you don't like it, I owe you a beer because it's a fucking great song. Just the just the arrangement and the the music itself is worth listening to. But um. That's all I got for you guys tonight. I hope everyone enjoyed the show. Um, Stick around next week. Uh, Come back next week for the uh, whiskey sessions. We'll see how that goes. And I'm sure 
that will be a blast. So you'll get like a double, you know, double thing. You'll have the New World Order Whiskey Sessions as well as another episode of the podcast next Saturday night. Uh, a lot of work for me to come up with a lot of things to talk about. No, I'm just kidding. So, yeah, I hope everyone enjoys the Super Bowl. Was it Rihanna is like the halftime? I, I can't even fathom how that's going to go or, or why. But uh, maybe we'll get some cool movie trailers or interesting commercial. <clears throat> but who knows? All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Peace.